Hello, loyal people of Earth and of Facebook and podcast listeners. Welcome to today's at-home midday movie madness. First things first, huge virtual hugs to all the essential workers and medical workers on the front line out there. Mazel tov to my cousin Leah Braha Engelman and her new husband, C.V. Ellie. The happy color couple just got married today. Congratulations. Paul Maybaum, Tor Brakely, Tori Spillman, Francis Ford Coppola, Russell Crowe, Jackie Chan, Ed Spleers, Bailey Holiday all celebrate their birthdays today. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Exactly 26 years to go today. The first bad boys film starring Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, and Taya Leone opened. The $141.4 million earner, which was Michael Bay's first directorial feature debut, was so successful that it had two sequels, Bad Boys 2 in 2003 and last year's Bad Boys for Life. In fact, Bad Boys for Life did so well in its first weekend that Sony announced a fourth installment in the series. It's also the debut date for 1995's The Goofy Movie, 1993's The Sandlot, 2006's The Huntsman Winter's War, Smurfs The Lost Village, 1989's Major League, and another film that I'll get to later on. Tomorrow, Cassandra Edelman and the late nonfiction writer Chris Kyle have birthdays. April 8th also marks 10 years since Soul Surfer, the film based on Bethany Hamilton's inspirational true life survival story, rode the waves into theaters along with Hannah, three years since The Killing Eve show began, and 30 years since David Lynch's Twin Peaks first aired. I hope Paige Woodbury, Tom Fox, Gold Peak the Rustler have a possum natural pet day birthday on April 11th. That day also marks the debut for Singing in the Rain in 1997's Anaconda. Jean Margaret Wiebe's birthday is April 12th. Local artists Will Daly, Al Green, and Ron Perlman all have birthdays April 13th. Rawr! While Godzilla and Kong might have totally decimated Hong Kong on screen, the two infamous monsters may have just resurrected the movie going theater, the movie theater going industry. Though it was released at the same time onto HBO Max as well as theaters last Wednesdays, Warner Brothers Godzilla vs. Kong opened nationwide in theaters. But that didn't stop the blockbuster putting up monster numbers. By the time Easter weekend ended, the monsters made a mighty $48.5 million, with 32 of that coming from the weekend totally obliterating the pandemic's previous movie records, like it was a large apartment complex right in their path. At the moment, no other COVID-era release has even totaled $25 million in the nation's first weekend sales. To be honest, only Raya and the Last Dragon, Tom and Jerry, and Wonder Woman 1984 have even managed to hit $20 million. That success suggests that after over a year of social distancing and barely any enormous tentpoles, audiences are increasingly comfy with being back in theaters. Viewers have spoken. They want to return to the movies.
Its debut is also a slight, not-so-kind hand gesture to all those who claim streaming would overtake movie theaters as the dominant form of movie watching after Warner Brothers' deal with HBO Max. In a very distant second and third place came horror flick The Unholy with 3.2 million scares, followed by Nobody with 3 million scares. We have a live-action Little Mermaid update. Variety.com announced yesterday that the adaptation of the 1986 Disney classic, itself a loose telling of the hand Christian Andersen tale, has found its filming location. The site said the film, starring R&B singer Hale Barrius Ariel, is set to shoot on the Italian island of Sardinia, known for its crystal clear emerald waters. Production crew of the hotly anticipated Disney pick, directed by Rob Marshall, is expected to start disembarking in Sardinia in coming weeks. The shoe will be moving from London's Pinewood Studios to the small seaside village of San Teresa de Galera on the island's northern coast, according to a local press report, of which sources have confirmed. The area is known for its stunning, super-clean seafront rocky shore and Bronze Age artifacts. Cameras are expected to start rolling in early summer on their Sardinia portion of the Little Mermaid shoot. The HollywoodReporter.com reported yesterday that Thandie Newton has revealed that she is reverting to the original Zimbabwean na- spelling of her first name. Thandie. That's my name. It's always been my name. I'm taking back what's mine. The Westward star told British Vogue, adding that all of her future film and TV work will be credited with the name Tandiway Noon. Also, it was announced on the wrap yesterday that Helen Moran will be transporting into Golda Meir, Israeli's iconic female prime minister, the country's only woman to be in the position for an upcoming biopic. Israeli director Guy Nativ who won an Oscar for the short film Skin, will direct the film, which focuses on the high-risk responsibilities and choices Mayer, dubbed the Lion Lady of Israel, dealt with during the Yom Kippur War. Variety.com announced two different films that will be debuting on July 2nd. Yesterday, the website said that Amir Questlove Thompson's feature film directorial debut the documentary Summer Soul will take to theater and Hulu streaming stages that day. The doc centers on the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival with Stephen Wonder, Gladys Knight, and Sly and the Family Stone, which lasted for six weeks. Today, the website announced that the time travel-centric sci-fi thriller The Tomorrow World War starring Jake K. Simmons and Chris Pratt has a new release date and distributor. The Chris Kane directed film, which was originally Paramount Studios' film before it got yanked from release last year during the pandemic, will now debut on Amazon Prime Video that day. According to the site, Amazon reportedly shelled out $200 million for rights to The Tomorrow War. The film centers on a man drafted to fight in a future war where humanity's destiny lies in his ability to confront his past. We're heading into the home stretch for this year's Best Picture Feature Contender Spotlight and the home stretch till the Oscars. 
there are just three weeks left and three films to go until the Oscars. Today's nominee was actually surprised when the nominee list was announced. The writer Emerald Fennell's directorial debut, Promising Young Woman. The December 25th black comedy thriller stars Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Connie Britton, Laverne Cox, Clancy Brown, Jennifer Coolidge, and Allison Brie. In the film, a young woman, traumatized by a past incident, seeks revenge for her best friend's death. The 11.5 million grocer, which came out onto DVD March 16th, got five nominations at this year's awards. Best Picture, Best Actor, Actress from Mulligan, Best Original Screenplay, Best and Best Film Editing, and Best Director. For now getting a Best Director Oscar nomination, along with Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, marks the first time the two women have been up in the category in the same year. And with this film, for Fennell is actually the first woman to be offered a Best Director for a debut film. She described herself as very pregnant while filming took place in 2019. And she ended up giving birth to a healthy baby boy just three weeks after production wrapped. Speaking of Oscar nominees, Best Animated Feature Film Contender Wolfwalkers is returning back to theaters Thanks to animation distributor G-Kids. Slashfilm.com reported yesterday, while Wolfwalkers opened in a few theaters in the fall, the coronavirus led led to most people seeing it on Apple TV Plus in December, where it was greeted with universal acclaim. But as theaters are starting to slowly reopen, and as the date of the 2021 Oscar ceremony approaches, G-Kids is setting a new... Wolfwalkers re- theatrical re-release in select theaters. Wolfwalkers will be re-released in theaters in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and additional markers on April 9th. J Kids announced. <laughs> Set during a time of magic and superstition, young apprentice hunter Robin and her father Bill are in Killiney, Ireland, while Bill helps wipe out the last wolf pack. And she is forced to stay in the city. But everything changes while she goes beyond the city's iron walls and befriends a free-spirited girl from a mysterious tribe rumored to transform into wolves at night. Out in theaters this week is the thriller Voyagers, starring Fionn Whitehead, Lily Rose Depp, Ty Sheridan, Colin Farrell, Neil Berger, and Isaac Hempson Wright. In the future... The fate of humanity is at risk. So a group of 30 young, obedient men and women are sent deep into space on a mission to colonize a very faraway planet. But on their track, the true discovers disturbing secrets about their missions, causing them to forget their training. And they give in to their most primitive states as life spirals into chaos, not knowing that the real threat they face is what's outside the ship or who they're becoming inside. Out on Netflix this week is the superhero comedy Thunder Force, starring Ben Falcone, Melissa McCarthy, Jason Bateman, Octavia Spencer, 
Bobby Cannavale, Sarah Baker, and Tyrell Jackson-Williams. In a world overrun by supervillains, scientist Emily Stanton has developed a treatment to give superhero powers to regular people. But when she accidentally gives her strange best friend Lydia incredible powers, the two must set aside their differences and become the first superhero team, Thunder Force. Now it's up to Thunder Force to battle the superpowered miscreants and save Chicago from the clutches of the king. This film was actually directed and written by Melissa McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone. On Amazon Prime this Friday, April 9th, is the horror drama streaming anthology series Them, starring Deborah Ayorinde, Shahadi Wright Joseph, and Ashley Thomas. This first season, subtitled Covenant, is set during the 50s during the Second Great Migration, and it follows a black family who moves to an all-white Los Angeles neighborhood from North Carolina. But their peaceful home slowly changes into a magnet for evil forces, both supernatural and real, that threaten to destroy them. Play ball! Today marks a big day for baseball fans. As I said earlier, Major League and the Sandlot both had their opening games, I mean days, today. But exactly 45 years ago, I mean 45 Little League baseball seasons ago, another cat caught baseball comedy starring Walter Matthau, Tatum O'Neill, Jackie Earl Haley, and Chris Barnes stepped up to the plate. The one and only Bad News Bears. It starred Matthau as a down-on-his-luck former minor league baseball player forced into coaching a team of misfits with no baseball talent in a highly competitive California Little League. It made 42 million grand slams and would have two sequels, 1997's The Bad News Bears in Breaking Train and The Bad News Bears Go to Japan in 1978, as well as a very brief... 1979-1980 CBS television series. A remake with Billy Bob Thornton as Mathel's character Morris Buttermaker followed in 2005. As I also said at the start of the show, Sunday is National Pet Day. Now, in honor of this um, holiday, in the past I've talked about The Secret of Nim. An American Tale, Sesame Street, presents Follow That Bird, Beethoven, Garfield, Scooby-Doo, Happy Feet, and Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Today, I focus my attention on the Aristocats, Bolt, and Charlotte's Web. On December 24, 1970, feline, the feline stars of the Aristocats, Duchess, Thomas O'Malley, Berlioz, Marie, Toulouse, Scat Cat, and the rest of the gang taught the world why everybody wants to be a cat. The romantic musical comedy, which audiences found perfectly pleasant, starred the voices of Phil Harris, Scatman Crothers, Eva Gabor, Hermione Bedelli, Dean Clark, and Sterling Holloway. Disney's 20th animated film, which scratched out a lifetime gross of $191 million, centered on a family of aristocratic cats and how an alley cat helps them after their greedy butler kidnaps them to gain his mistress' fortune. 
which she wanted to go to them first before going to him. 38 years later, Disney would release another film involving a cat and a dog who believed that he was a superhero and a hamster. The November 21st, 2008 animated feature, Bolt, starring John Travolta, Miley Cyrus, and Susan Asman, the film, which only barked up $310 million worldwide as it opened the same day as a little film called Twilight, is famed f- for playing an important role in, what's, in starting what's widely now called the Disney Revival. It's also one of the few, one of the final roles for James Limpton before his death on March 2nd, 2020. The other being Igor, which was also released in 2018, I mean 2008. With today being the debut date for singing in, with Sunday, oh no, my mistake, yeah. With today being the debut date for singing in the rain, it makes sense to, to mention a pet-centric film also starring the late Disney Rimmels that doesn't even need a plot recap or anything, as everyone knows what it's about. 1973's animated Charlotte's Web. Based on the infamous children's books by E.B. White, the March 1st, 1973 release also starred the voices of Paul Lind and Henry Gibson alongside narration by Rex Allen. A remake came in... 2000, a live-action remake came in 2006. On DVD this week are two films that got released earlier this year, starring Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo, who also wrote it, along with Jamie Dorman and Damon Wins Jr., the comedy Barbara and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, which came to, came to PVD, PVOD on February 12th, centers on two best friends who leave their small Midwestern hometown for the first time to travel to Florida for vacation, only to be caught up in a sinister villain's plot. Studio Ghibli's first CGI film, Earwig and the Witch, starring Taylor Page Henderson, Richard E. Grant, and Casey Musgraves, had a limited theatrical release on February 3rd before going to HBO Max on February 5th. It's centered on orphan girl Earwig, who's adopted by a mean witch and comes home to a spooky house filled with magic and mystery. That's all for this week, folks. As always, until next time, be sure to stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye!